Greetings from St. Andrew's Presbyterian Church in Fredericton. I'm Bob Jones, together with organist David Berry, and the reading and music, Helen McKinnon Bagnall and Ron Bagnall, and operator Stephen McKay. We hope to bring you some encouragement and comfort. For a call to worship, listen to these lines from the Psalm for the Day, Psalm 68. Sing to God, sing praise to his name. Praise to God, our Savior, who daily bears our burdens. Sing to God, sing praise to the Lord. Let us pray. O God of peace, who taught us that in returning and rest we shall be saved, in quietness and confidence shall be our strength. By the might of your Spirit, lift us, we pray, to your presence, where we may be still and know that you are God. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And now the ministry of music and the gospel reading.
there's no today is from John chapter 17 verses 1 to 11. After Jesus said this, he looked toward heaven and prayed, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people, that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. Jesus prays for his disciples. I have revealed you to those whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me, and they have obeyed your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you. For I gave them the words you gave me, and they accepted them. They knew with certainty that I came from you, and they believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those you have given me, for they are yours. All I have is yours, and all you have is mine, and glory has come to me through them. I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. Thanks be for the reading from his holy word. If I had listed as my title today, Unus pro omnibus, omnes pro uno, pardon my Latin, 
You may have exited immediately thinking that the preacher had become too high church or too Latin or too much something else. But you may have already made the English translation one for all and all for one, the official motto of Switzerland. But too, not too much of a stretch of the imagination to see that it may be a motto for all of us. We see it now in our present crisis. You've seen the TV ads. We're all in this together, hopefully at least. Similar to the optimistic prayer of Jesus in the Gospel of John, because the gist of his prayer is that they all may be one. Now let me tell you a story. It's a story about a hypothetical community. There was only one church everybody attended, so it was just known as the church, the one and only church in that small village. Until a squabble occurred, it was about some point of doctrine, and when the dust finally settled, there were two churches, the original edifice, simply known as the church, and the upstart group with a huge sign on their church, the Church of God. Now, I don't want to bore you with more details, but it was one argument after another, and each time the establishment of another new church. So the community ended up with the original, the church, then the Church of God, followed by another splinter and another splinter group after that. The third church called themselves the True Church of God. Eventually, yet another building named the only true Church of God. As they sang lustily and with good courage about each other by schisms rent asunder by heresies distressed. Now, I'm adding a new chapter to that story, the story of the four churches, with each one wrapping a cloak of self-righteousness about themselves. But then there was a startling new development. Somebody got sick, not just a cold or the flu, and it was eventually named COVID-19, the virus, and it spread rapidly through the community, the province, the nation, and around the world. Now, the remarkable thing was that people began to realize that they had something in common. Instead of being each other's enemy, they were united in a fight against the same enemy, against the virus. And so after years of squabbling, they began to pray. They even decided to get together for the week of prayer for Christian unity. They prayed for each other. And then some began taking gifts 
a loaf of bread, biscuits, or muffins from one home to another. They couldn't congregate in their church, so they sent out podcasts, which parishioners could pick up on computer or iPad. And as the period of isolation continued, people kept in touch by phone, and the clergy tried to give encouragement with recitations like this one by Ella Wheeler Wilcox. A mighty monarch in the days of old made offer of high honor, wealth, and gold to one that should produce in form concise a motto for his guidance, terse yet wise, a precept soothing for his hours forlorn, yet one that in his prosperity should warn. Many the maxims were submitted, so they say, the one he chose, this too shall pass away. Has some misfortune falling to your lot? This too will pass away, absorb the thought, and wait, your waiting will not be in vain. Time gilds with gold the iron links of pain. The dark today leads into light tomorrow. There is no endless trial, no endless sorrow. Only the sunny soul respects its God. Since life is brief, we need to make it broad. Since life is short, we need to make it bright. Thus keep the old king's motto well in sight and let its meaning permeate each day. Whatever comes, this too shall pass away. And the people heard stories like the one about the mountain climbers, exhausted, struggling, when only halfway up. And then they saw a sign which read, you may not reach the top, but you're going in the right direction. And eventually all the people were able to go to the cemetery to bury their dead, greatly saddened, but somehow mellowed by their grief, united in their sadness, able to appreciate the good hitherto unnoticed in each other, and miraculous, faint at first, and then with increasing volume, we are not divided. All one body we, one in hope and doctrine, one in charity. And there was a smile in glory, a smile so profound that it re radiated even to the hypothetical community with its many churches. And the voice once ignored, almost unheard, echoed from the heavens that they all might be one. And so the four churches continued, but with a spirit of oneness that they never dreamed would be possible. And now, remembering all who are standing in the need of prayer, who are cast down and fearful of what life may bring, we turn to the help of the helpless, the hope of the hopeless, the Savior of the tempest-tossed. <laughs> 
as we pray the familiar words that Jesus taught to his followers. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And so in conclusion, have a good week. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. Goodbye.